Welcome to Handful. Today is Friday, March 19th, and I'm your host, Valerie. Today, we're talking about anti-Asian racism in the United States. Just about a year ago, anti-Asian hate crimes in the U.S. skyrocketed along with the number of COVID cases. Statistics show that there was a 150% increase in anti-Asian hate crimes in 16 major U.S. cities in 2020. Experts believed that Trump's Chinese virus rhetoric steered the public to blame Asian Americans for the virus. This January, President Biden signed an executive order condemning anti-Asian racism. However, anti-Asian hate crimes still continue to make the headlines. Just two days after Biden signed the executive order, an 84-year-old Thai immigrant named Vicharatnapakdi was shoved to the ground for no reason in his San Francisco neighborhood. The 84-year-old never regained his consciousness after the fall and died of brain hemorrhage. But hate crimes aren't the only way in which increased anti-Asian racism has increased. In 2020, Stop AAPI Hate reported that verbal harassment and name-calling constitute the overwhelming majority of racial discrimination against Asian Americans. When I was doing my research on this issue, a lot of questions popped in my head. Why are we seeing a resurgence of anti-Asian hate crimes after about a year of not hearing much about anti-Asian hate crimes on the news? How can we combat racism? And what can we do about it? Two weeks ago, I brought my questions to Raymond Chang, who's the president and co-founder of the Asian American Christian Collaborative, or AACC for short. He had really good insights into what is currently happening and what we can do about it. According to him, anti-Asian hate is not a new phenomenon in the U.S. In fact, it's something that has always existed in the fabric of this country and is resurging due to Trump's anti-Chinese rhetoric. However, Asian Americans often find it difficult to voice their experiences with racial discrimination, especially when the discrimination is not as fatal. Chang said that there are two kinds of racial discrimination, hate crimes and hate incidents. Ratana Pakdi's case is considered a hate crime, but hate incidents are more subtle. They can take the form of name-calling, like calling someone the flu, Unfortunately, most racial discrimination against Asian Americans falls under hate incidents. Because hate incidents usually don't cause physical harm, Asian Americans have been mostly silent about it. But things are starting to change. Since Ratana Pakdi's case in January, many Asian public figures, including Daniel Day Kim and Grace Meng, are getting vocal about anti-Asian racism. There are also a lot of emerging Asian-American organizations actively advocating for racial justice. On social media, hashtags like we are not a virus have begun to gain the public's attention on this issue. To battle systemic racism in the U.S., Chang believes education plays a major role. Schools should offer a curriculum that helps people to understand how race functions in America. It is also important to have a race-conscious representation in various positions of influence and leadership and resource Asian-American organizations. Lastly, Chang emphasizes the importance of inter-minority solidarity.
Without this solidarity, we end up perpetuating the same cycles we have seen through our history. The challenge is when any group minimizes the experience of other groups. That's why we should understand that racism reveals itself in different ways, and we should not discredit other people's experience. Here are some other ways you can take action in battling anti-Asian racism. First, educate yourself by reading about Asian American history and racism in America. Second, report anti-Asian hate incidents and hate crimes to stop AAPI hate. And third, raise awareness about this issue via conversations and social media. And that's the end of today's Handful. Handful is a production of Novel Hand, where activism meets impact. Check back next Wednesday for our next episode.